Hi there, my name is Natalie Nation, and you're listening to Feed That Nation. Future registered dietitian, I'm a health educator, a content creator, and a self-proclaimed mac and cheese expert. I create content here on Feed That Nation all about college life, college health, and college wellness with the goal of helping you, my fellow college students, to be more successful, more confident, and more healthy in your student journey. I upload podcast episodes right here to YouTube and to your favorite podcast listening platforms on Wednesdays, and I upload YouTube videos on Saturdays. Don't forget to go follow me on Instagram. I am at FeedThatNation, and go check out my blog, FeedThatNation.com. Also, don't forget to check out my affiliate partner, Coconut Whisk. Coconut Whisk is a vegan, gluten-free, and allergy-friendly baking mix company. They are opening a cafe in Minneapolis in a couple of weeks, and I am so excited. I absolutely love their products. I love their mission. I love just the energy behind Coconut Whisk. And it's just so much fun to be an affiliate with them. I love their products, and I know you'll love their products as well. So go ahead and use my coupon code, FeedThatNation. When you do, you get 15% off of your online order from CoconutWist.com, and I receive a small commission from that order. So truly, everybody wins in this scenario. Go check out Coconut Whisk. In today's episode of Feed That Nation, I want to talk about friendships and positive friendships and building friendships, making friends in college. And I've actually kind of been avoiding this topic for a while now because the topic of friendship is kind of sensitive to me. I had a lot of experiences growing up in middle school, high school, even a couple in college and undergrad where I had people that I would have called my friends at the time who did not treat me well and did not respect me. And our friendship, our relationship was toxic in a lot of ways. And I usually ended up blaming myself for these toxic interactions and these toxic friendships. And I told myself, well, this is just what friends look like, right? This is what it means to be friends with somebody. And it wasn't really till I started therapy and I really started to dive into my own self-awareness and dive into what does it mean to have positive relationships with people? What does it mean to be a good friend? What does it mean to have people respect you and treat you well? That I realized that my view of what friendship was supposed to be had been incredibly just skewed and screwed up. So that's taken a lot of work for me, a lot of internal work to be able to recognize when is somebody not being a friend? When is somebody being a great friend? You know, when can I talk to someone who I feel has been disrespecting me or disregarding my boundaries? How can we have a constructive conversation about that? And when do I just need to let some people go? And I don't want this episode to turn into just complaining about how terrible people can be, but I want to talk about and call out a couple of really specific, I'll call them green flags. And what I mean by this is what are some really positive traits to look for when you're thinking about your friendships and your relationships with people? What are things that mean that things are probably going well, that things are positive, that you're feeling good, that the friendship is solid? And I want to start with actually kind of a tenet of communication. And obviously a lot of friendships and pretty much every relationship is reliant on great communication and learning how to communicate with somebody, acknowledging that you have different communication styles and learning how best 
you can express your feelings and thoughts to each other. But a really, I guess, critical component of communication is being able to communicate about boundaries. And I did a whole episode about boundaries a while back, and I will link that below because I think it's so important to have the language to be able to communicate with people. You know, this makes me uncomfortable when. I need you too. And those conversations can be tough and uncomfortable, especially when you've never really had them before and never had the opportunity to really dive into those. But I want to call out a particular really positive aspect of a lot of friendships is that the friend you have, the relationship that you have, they will assert their own boundaries with you and be comfortable doing so, and they will respect your boundaries when you assert them and when you tell them that either they've intentionally or unintentionally broken them, or when, you know, there's a boundary that you didn't realize was a thing and now it's a thing, and... I think I've had so many positive conversations with people where I've just just straight up had to say, hey, it makes me uncomfortable when you do this. Would you mind if? And I think I can give a pretty recent example of what this might look like and how this played out really positively for me because I have really positive communication with this friend. Now, because of my history with toxic people and toxic friendships and relationships, I know now that I absolutely do not want to and will not put up with people being passive aggressive with me. I just need people to say what they're feeling and what they mean. I do not want to have to read between the lines, especially over text or over Snapchat or whatever. I need people to tell it to me straight, even if, you know, I don't necessarily want to hear what they have to say. And so I had a friend that I was texting with And I noticed that they were getting sort of passive-aggressive with me, and they were just kind of making comments and kind of asking sarcastic questions, and we were texting, so a lot of this was also just how I was interpreting words on a screen. And finally, I just had to say to them, you know, I'm really appreciating that I'm hearing you have a lot of emotions on this topic, but I really just am not jiving with the passive-aggressiveness right now. And I was sort of nervous, because this is a really good friend of mine, and I, you know, felt a little uncomfortable calling them out on being passive-aggressive, but they responded really well. They were like, okay, I will say it directly. And they told me something that I had been doing that was bothering them directly in words that made sense, you know, without beating around the bush. And I was like, this is exactly what I needed. Thank you for telling me that. Thank you for being honest and straight with me. Here's what I will do to help rectify the situation. And, you know, that was still a really scary moment to have that conversation and to, you know, send the message and wait for the response and then kind of read through what they were saying. But I think ultimately it ended up really positively because now we've learned how better to communicate with each other through putting up these boundaries of it makes me uncomfortable when you're passive aggressive. I need you to be honest with me. Another component of really positive friendships is, I think, when friends are able to honor all of their commitments and they're very solid in their dedication, if they've decided to do something, if they've committed to something, they will see it through. And this doesn't only apply to if they've committed to going over to your place to have wine and watch Netflix or whatever, and they decide to follow through with that, but it also applies to you know, applying for a job and getting hired and going through that process and seeing that through. Or it applies to volunteering for a project on a committee and being able to see that commitment through. And I know that this is not something that every person is great at, 
But I think when it comes to friendship, I really find it valuable when I see that not only is someone able to commit their time to me and be respectful of our time together, but they're also respectful of the time that they've committed to other projects. And it carries over. You know, if someone is flaky in a lot of areas of their life, they're probably going to be flaky with making commitments to you or remembering to do things or remembering to go over to your house when they said they would or whatever. And I don't say that to criticize people, and I don't say that to, I definitely don't say that to call out anybody in my life, but I have noticed that I really jive well with people who are consistent and people who mean what they say and say what they mean and honor their commitments. And I think along those lines, something that really makes a positive friendship and a great friend is when you listen to your friend talk about the other people in their life and especially talking about their other friendships that might be similar to your friendship with them and listening to how they talk about those people in their life. You know, are they disparaging them? Are they judging them? Are they making fun of them? Are they gossiping about them? Versus are they building them up? Are they empathizing with them? Are they acknowledging their friend's faults without teasing them or making that their entire personality? And I think definitely positive relationships come from using language and using words to build each other up. And certainly, and this is so, I actually got this from a premarital counseling session that my husband and I did talking about the concept of edification or building each other up. And I think it applies just as much to friendship as it applies to romantic relationships because Let's think about, you know, your closest friends. What do other people know about and think about your closest friends based on the way that you talk about them? Or conversely, you know, what do people think about you based on how your friends might talk about you or the other people in your life? And I absolutely believe in building up the people around me through how I talk about them, even if it's something negative, saying that, you know, I have a friend who isn't really great at this, but I recognize why they struggle, and here's how they're working on it. And I think kind of a side component to this is absolutely talking about gossip, and I work really hard not to gossip, even though I know I'm not perfect at it, and I definitely fall into that trap sometimes, but... Something I think I've learned the hard way and learned and relearned and had to run into again and again and again is that if you have someone in your life who gossips, they are probably gossiping about you when you are not there if they are willing to gossip about other people with you. And it can be really hard to believe that. You don't want to believe that your friends gossip about you. You don't want to believe that they talk negatively about you behind your back. But if someone is willing to gossip about any person, then I don't want you to believe that you are exempt to that. And I think really positive communication and really solid friendships come from acknowledging, hey, we're gossiping right now. And this isn't constructive. This is building up a lot of darkness in our hearts right now. This is building up our judgmental being. This is building up our complaining. This isn't constructive, even though it feels good in the moment. So let's shift the conversation. Something I really love about a lot of the positive friendships that I've been able to build in the last few years is that I really value when people are not afraid to call me out if I have said something wrong or offensive or if I'm being overly judgmental or bigoted or whatever. 
because I want to be in a place with my friendships where I feel comfortable calling people out if they are doing that or if they are using language that I don't believe is appropriate. And this has really come into my life in a couple of different ways. I think probably one of the most prominent in the last few years is that I personally am sensitive to people who talk about body size and body shape in reference to weight and in reference to size and in reference to a very thin ideal. And thankfully, I have an amazing group of friends in my graduate program who are also sensitive to that in different ways. And so if someone in our group is, you know, making comments that are a little bit more fat phobic or a little bit more thin centric, you know, we're not afraid to, you know, call each other in with love and be like, hey, this is a little bit fat phobic right now. And we don't really want that in our group. At the same time, though, we're able to acknowledge that, hey, it really doesn't feel great right now that you haven't been super active during the pandemic and your body feels different and looks different than it used to. And that might not feel great for you. However, you know, being fat phobic still isn't appropriate for this friendship and this group. And of course, there are always those instances of a friend who uses you know, the word slut to refer to a woman, or they use the R word to refer to a situation or a person who isn't behaving the way they think someone should behave. And I am so much less afraid now in these friendships that I've cultivated that I feel are much more positive for me than other friendships that I've had. I'm a lot less afraid to call people out and say, hey, that language is not something I'm comfortable with. I'm a lot more comfortable saying, hey, that word is inappropriate. That word is ableist. That word is demeaning. Hey, let's not use that language. It makes me uncomfortable. I think a final piece of positivity, a final green flag I want to talk about today regarding great friendships and building positive friendships and relationships is kind of going back to the communication piece that I talked about in the beginning. And There are definitely going to be times in pretty much every friendship where one person just needs to talk something out, where one person is upset about something, one person wants to share something that's happened to them. And I think a really great component of a solid friendship is when between the two people talking or more than two people talking, there is this ability to either read the room might be the best way to say it or to just understand, you know, is the person who's talking right now, are they just really upset and wanting me to listen? Are they looking for my advice or are they looking for me to distract them? And with some of my closest friendships, it's a lot easier for me to read, you know, is my friend upset right now and they just need me to listen and make upset noises in the right places? Are they wanting my advice because they know that I have wisdom on this topic? You know, are they wanting me to distract them? Are they wanting me to talk about something else so that they can just stop thinking about whatever they're upset about? I think a lot of times this ability to kind of judge that and perceive that situation and read it the right way comes from just directly asking like, hey, I can hear you're really upset about this right now. Do you need me to listen? Do you need advice? Or do you want me to distract you? Even asking like, hey, wow, that sounds so upsetting. Do you want some advice? I've dealt with this before. And this is like low key, (laughs) something we learn in motivational interviewing when it comes to learning how to conduct patient interviews or client interviews. You know, we learn how to 
listen to someone and hear what they're saying and judge, you know, are they just upset right now? Are they wanting advice? Is this something they want to keep talking about or do they want to move on? And I think absolutely (laughs) a lot of the tenets of motivational interviewing can apply to just listening when a friend is talking. And I will, I'll leave a, a resource for motivational interviewing below if you are not someone who's worked in healthcare and haven't heard of this concept before. It's just, I think it's a really fantastic way of getting someone to talk and really listening to what they have to say. And I think we as individual friends can also contribute to this by, again, putting up our boundaries or saying right away, like, hey, I'm really upset about this and I really need to talk about it and I really just want you to be mad about this with me because I'm mad right now. Or saying like, hey, I have a situation. Can I tell it to you? And you can tell me what you think because I think I need some advice. And even in situations where we just really need someone to be mad with us and they are giving us advice, you know, being able to have the confidence to put that boundary in and say like, hey, I really appreciate the advice you're giving me, but I don't really want advice right now. I would love to also hear from you because my experience with friendship is truly just my experience, my experience in relationships and in expressing myself and being self-aware. All of that is just me and my experience. And I would love to open up this conversation more to you guys, my listeners, and hear, you know, what do you think makes a positive friendship? What do you think makes a really solid communication between two people? Let's open that up down in the comments. I would love to hear what you think. I will also, before I let you go, of course, give you my food, my follow, and my fun for the day. My food for the day is that I have been absolutely loving my slow cooker lately. I have just this little like two quart slow cooker that I think I got for free because someone left it behind in the dorm my freshman year and I just swooped it up. And I absolutely love it. I've been making more slow cooker meals lately because I've been picking up more afternoon and evening shifts and I've been working out more in the evenings. So it's actually really nice to be able to put something in the slow cooker and come home to finish it up or put something in the slow cooker for my husband to finish up when he gets done with work. And I think I'm loving exploring how many different vegetarian recipes there are for slow cookers because I know a lot of slow cookers have like meat as the main component because cooking meat low and slow is like, it's so good. But I've loved exploring the vegetarian side of slow cooking too. My follow for the week is that I recently discovered a couple of different Instagram pages that just have cute pictures of cows. And one of them is at cows only. And I will link them below because I have just been like loving that little pop of positivity on my feed. Just I love seeing these cute little pictures of cows in the mix of everything else. It's just really nice to be able to have a little bit more positivity in my virtual space. And I've been looking for more ways to build that positivity and find that positivity and curate that for me. Would definitely recommend checking out adding a cute animal page or, you know, flower page or just something to make you smile, something cute and pretty. My fun this week is that my husband and I in our backyard have a rhododendron bush or tree. I don't really know the difference in our backyard, and it is absolutely gorgeous. It has bright magenta colored flowers on it right now, and it is so pretty, and arguably it's the prettiest one on the block. You know, there's a couple of our neighbors who have rhododendrons as well, and ours is just so gorgeous, and we keep looking out the window at it and just admiring it because it's so pretty. So that's been my fun this week. 
I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please go ahead and leave me a comment down below if you're watching me on YouTube. Leave me a five-star rating and review if you're listening to me on a podcast platform. Don't forget to go follow me on Instagram. I am at FeedThatNation, and go check out my blog, FeedThatNation.com. Until next time, my name is Natalie, you're listening to Feed That Nation, and I'll see you soon.